0: Thanks for being here with us today for our family service, and thanks for following along with all the communication about us doing one service here. Really appreciate it. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, Lord, we just praise you. We glorify your name. Lord, it's good to gather together to just worship you and to honor you as holy. So Lord, we just pray that your spirit would move among us, that you would guide us closer to you today, that we would experience your presence, Lord, and thank you. We're so thankful for who you are, uh, for all that you've done. We're so thankful, especially for salvation, and Jesus, your work on the cross, that you have redeemed your people, and you have brought your people into your family. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. So, today, being a family service... We're going to have a testimony time, so Lincoln's going to run the mic around, so if you have answers to any of these questions, feel free to uh, just raise your hand, Lincoln will run the mic over to you, and you can share with the whole congregation. Um, Yeah, first one, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving season? Hopefully you all have been thinking about this as it is uh, Thanksgiving weekend and it's good to be thankful in everything. Scripture tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. So we ought to have a lot to be thankful for. So, all right. We got a couple. We got three right here. You guys want to go at the same time? All right. No, I'm kidding. Just go pass it on down.
1: I'm thankful for family and friends and that they love me and care about me.
0: Good job. Nice. All right. Say.
1: Um, I'm thankful about family.
0: Family. Allison, did you have one? Okay.
2: I'm thankful for literally
1: anything.
0: <laughs> anything, okay.
1: Um, I'm thankful for friends because when I'm having like other friend problems, I can ask ask them.
0: Have somebody to talk to? That's Go good. Away. Thanks for sharing, you guys. Anybody else? What are you all thankful for?
1: Thanks for, for everything.
0: Everything, yeah. Well Thanks for everything so in nice all circumstances. You. Nice.
3: I'm thankful for a loving family and a God that cares about me. Awesome. Yeah. I'm thankful for the food.
4: Yes. Yeah, there we go. There we
0: go. <laughs> Who's thankful for the snow? No. All right. All right. To each his own? No. Okay. Not me. No. Me neither. Anybody else? Rachel. Uh, I'm thankful for my church family. Uh, yeah. Me too. Amen. Amen.
4: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah. All right. Good job, Benj. Thanks, man. Thankful for you saying you're thankful, Benji, for Jesus. Good job, dude. <laughs> all right. Anybody else? Anything particularly that you have been just super thankful for this Thanksgiving season?
2: I'm thankful that this year I have all my family living in town.
4: Yes. <laughs> You weren't kidding when you said running. Yeah, it's.
1: Thank you for Jesus.
4: All right, Good job, Luca.
0: Anybody else? Adults, I know you all are thankful for something. You guys, you guys asked it around the Thanksgiving table. I'm sure. I got an did. easy one. <clears throat> Thankful for my new son, Teddy. Yeah, yeah. He's born on the seventh. Uh, oh, my oldest, Evelyn, would like to talk.
3: Thank you for sister, Alba.
0: Oh, Thanks, honey. That? Thanks for sharing. Okay. Tom and Kate, did you understand that? I don't know. Okay. I cool, think cool, she cool. Said, yeah.
4: I think she she said Jesus,
0: but I'm not yeah, sure. Oh, did sweet. You say
4: Jesus? I did.
0: She did. Okay. Yes. That was Jesus. <laughs> Uh, So I'm thankful for, obviously, Teddy. My wife did great. Everyone's healthy. Um, We had a little bit of uh, scare with some RSV Mm -hmm. as soon as we got home, but that's all cleared. And I'm really, really thankful for everyone that participated in the meal train. Uh, We got lots of awesome, free, Mm -hmm. very convenient meals, and that is very appreciated. I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. Mm, Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-mm. It's my son. I can tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> you get one, bro. <laughs> I've never gotten booed from the pulpit before. That's that's a first. <laughs> Just nobody bring rotten fruit, please. Um, all right. Going once. Going twice. Gone. I'm a terrible auctioneer, but yeah, we'll try it. Okay. I did grow up on a farm, though. I just can't talk that fast. All right. So here's here's a big question. This one is i only asked I only asked one question, and this is tied into our campaign. So, really, since September, we've been in this campaign called the Irresistible Gospel, talking about how the gospel story is just so good. It's so irresistible. Uh, it's not only. True, but it's compelling and it's desirable. It satisfies our deepest longings and needs. And here's some of the topics that we talked about in this campaign. So hopefully, as we've been going through this campaign, some of these topics have been resonating with you in some capacity, or you've been connecting them to your life in some way, shape, or form. And so today, I want to give you just an opportunity to share on those. Now, this is a lot, and these these are big, big questions. Right, So there's lots of room for you to come up with answers within the framework of these these big topics. Um, But here's the question, to pick one of the topics that we talked about in this campaign and talk about how you have found the gospel to be better than any alternative. So feel free to compare it to an alternative, perhaps something that you believed before about meaning. And then when you came to know Jesus, you discovered your true meaning in Christ and how it is better than what you were living in before. Uh, if you don't want to do the compare and contrast thing, that's cool. Just tell me why the gospel is awesome. Here's your chance to just talk about how Jesus, how the story of the gospel is just amazing and how you can glorify God and have you found it to be true and how you found it to be compelling. And even if you're thinking of something that's outside of any of these categories, that's fine. Go for it. Just declare the excellencies of Christ and the gospel is all I want you to do today. So pick one. Of these topics that has resonated with you, and share how you found the gospel to be better in your life than any other alternative. Does anybody want to be brave and start us off, Andy? I know
4: you are him out. I don't need to find over there. <laughs> He's calling him <them> over. <laughs> Thanks, Lincoln. Um, We both work at a school, and uh, I had a chance to talk to a student the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, about um, just some fears that he had, and he was kind of being bullied a little bit, and there were some students that were calling him names that they shouldn't, and I was walking through with him, like, how do you address that? How do you talk about it? And I encouraged him to talk to the student who was the main one who... Um, was kind of the the kid who was instigating it. I don't think any of the students go here, so I was just looking around, but you probably don't know who you are anyway. Um, But I just said to him, uh, you know, it would be good to just address it with him. Have you done that? And he's like, I just don't think I can. And he was like, I think about all the things that could go wrong, and I just could think about, like, the worst-case scenarios, and I was like, you know, I can do that too. And I can think, like, I don't know if anybody else is wired that way, but I'm like, if I think about those worst case scenarios and I can work back from like what's, this is illogical, improbable. I can work back from it and say, okay, this is probably what truth is. Um, but I just was thinking about truth and how like, um, you know, we're supposed to, we're called to think about whatever is true. It's the first one that Paul mentions in that mm-hmm. list. Um, but how often do I just dwell on like stuff that is not rooted in the gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately Jesus has conquered sin and death and just can rest on that truth. And so mm-hmm. thankful for that. And the season and how how God often will use like examples where I'm talking to another student or somebody else who I'm like, oh, don't you just get it? And he's saying that to me, don't you just get it? So uh, truth Mm -hmm. is the one for me. Yeah, amen, amen. You can so easily spiral into untruth and forget about the truth of the gospel.
0: I think I saw one back here. Rachel, do you have one?
5: Okay, so um, I grew up not really liking myself very much and so a lot of my um, life has been spent trying to make myself better mm-hmm. so that I'm more palatable to everyone else. And the transformation one mm-hmm. really stood out to me because um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: I realized it's God's job to change me mm-hmm. and I don't have to work so hard for that. Mm-hmm. So, and that it is based on truth, though, like mm-hmm. accepting mm-hmm. the truth that you are loved mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter how you feel, mm-hmm. and that God's, it's God's job. To do the transformation of just being submitted and, and spending time with Him um, is really helping a lot with that. So. Amen.
0: Amen. Abide in Christ. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus said. Love it.
4: I'll go. I think uh, the word destiny caught me. Uh, first, I think it back to the future with that word. Um, <laughs> But anyways, I think uh, 10 years ago, if you'd told me I'd be in uh, Burlington, Wisconsin, I would have said, never heard of it. Uh, where's that? Um, but anyways, coming here and uh, just being in a place that is not where I expected my life to be, uh, I can look at it and see mostly this just this church and the community we've been in and just how much of an impact it's had on us. And uh, it's something I never would have expected to find or uh, a place that we would be at. Um, but it's just been, it's, it's been just huge evidence of how Jesus can work in your life and take you to places you never would have expected, but it just make such a huge uh, impact and difference on, on the way that we carry ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen.
5: Um, the one that resonated with me was uh, Freedom. Um, I am pretty independent, or at least I think that I am, um, and can be feel like I'm very self-sufficient, and I really like to keep striving and achieving and accomplishing things, and um, I enjoy that. Uh, and I do think some of that is just God gave me, that's how I'm wired. But um, I did kind of buy into the lie for a lot of years, particularly in my working environment of, um, you know, if I just keep pursuing my good ideas like they're just I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right and they'll you know I'll I'll keep climbing and I'll keep getting you know recognized because I'm I'm doing good things and I'm working hard and all that um, and the last few years in particular I feel like God has really been showing me that um, there's so much freedom that comes from giving my everyday and my striving over to him um, it feels it feels A lot like obedience, which doesn't seem freeing, Um, but when you when I've been giving that over to the Lord, um, I don't have to hold myself up to this crazy standard of excellence and you know of my uh, in and of my own efforts. Um, I can just obey what He's telling me to do, and there's so much freedom in that um, for someone that you know like myself that really wants to achieve. Um, that's a big burden that I was putting on myself when I'm planning it in and of my own. So, um, yeah, that's what I think.
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. We can surrender to the will of God and do what he's called us to. I love it. Anybody else? Tia? Oh, oh. (laughs) Tia. Getting your steps in today, Lincoln. (laughs) 10,000 by 11 a.m.
2: Okay, The one that I like is origin or that resonates with me. Um, For those of you that know my background a little bit, I'm a complete nerd. Math and science. Uh, My education, my careers have all been math and science. So, you know, you hear a lot in, in those fields about evolution and how the earth, earth began, and the thing is, I studied more and more um, math and science, it just convinced me that um, the probability of any of that is so impossible that it can't be true, and it made me lean more on, um, with God, nothing is impossible, and... The origin story reminds me of that, that he can create this beautiful world that if you had to not believe in him, if you chose some other origin story, Mm -hmm. statistics say it's absolutely impossible. So it just convinces me more and more when you look at the origin story of who God is. Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. The naturalistic explanation for the origin of life takes a lot of faith. (laughs) It takes a lot of faith.
6: Anybody else? So I was thinking about transformation and just um reflecting on people in my life who I've been able to um just observe and watch and be um a small part of their life as as I'm watching the gospel and the holy spirit really make them into into something new and um I think so often it's not the things that culturally resonate with us, right? Of of how transformation happens or how we improve ourselves and those sorts of things. So often, where the where the real transformation comes from is very. It's not where you would predict. It's it's not um, it's not uh, quite as catchy or doesn't doesn't fit kind of into buzzwords or the current trends or whatever, but. So as I was thinking about that, I just was thinking of specific people in my life who I've just... I'm just really thankful to be, have the blessing of being able to watch the transformation in their life that can only be, in my mind, can only be explained by the working of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in their lives, changing them. It's not always evident in any given moment that they're better than they were yesterday. But when you zoom out and look at their life over 10 years, over 15 years, whatever it is, you can just see... You can see, for instance, the way that I've seen the Holy Spirit soften the hearts of so many people um, and make them more loving and more caring about others um, and I really do think some of those things are it, it, it you know it just isn't about um, it's not just about self improvement in a lot of cases that's not even how they're thinking about it it's just happening um, kind of in the background of this of this thing of Prioritizing, um, following Christ, prioritizing um, the gospel and the working of the Holy Spirit. Thanks. So, I'm super thankful for a lot of people here, um, and just being able to watch that happen and play out over over time is is a huge encouragement to me. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Benny, here. Thank you.
3: Yeah. This is a cool opportunity. Yeah. Um, dude. <laughs> This is my first time here, mm-hmm. um, but and I haven't like heard kind of you know what you guys have been talking about in mass and each week, um, but I did want to talk about justice mm-hmm. um, up on that list um, because I have read the gospel um, thoroughly a couple times. Um, I went to um, Catholic grade school and just growing up, I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about how skewed justice is in the gospel as um, the fate of Jesus, who only showed everyone he encountered love his whole life, mm-hmm. um, kind of tra- uh, uh, played out where he um, had to carry his own cross um, to his inevitable death. Mm-hmm. Um, and his own fate, even like what was just and what was not just, was decided in front of a crowd of um, his peers who um, i mean it was almost like the 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 high priest and everybody involved um, like he almost it almost seemed like he didn 't have a choice, but he kind of just humbly kept going because he knew what had to be done um, and what his destiny was that 's another thing too yeah. but um he was killed for um, kind of a narrative that others painted of him in that moment too. So mm-hmm. I think that like justice, especially in our own world, you see that a lot where people um, kind of a narrative is painted, whether it's on social media or like in classrooms or in any situation you might have that. But um, there's a lot about justice, and I just mm-hmm. that's what I thought about when I
0: was yeah, there. yeah, amen. Thanks for sharing, bang. Appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, to even combine what you're saying, like, Scripture tells us about how Jesus entrusted himself to the one who judges justly, and so for him, achievement was to do what the Father had willed, and entrusting himself, that justice would be done, and that the Father in the end would do justice, even if it didn't seem like it in the moment. That's right. Well, I look at this list, and I'm not wanting to go with
7: the flow, so I'm going <laughs> to look at the pick one and take them all because I look <laughs> at that list up there, and it's just... like I see these blocks up here. It's all, like, just foundational, like mm-hmm. this outline here. And the beautiful thing about this series um, is each one plays such a huge role, and you can't just take one out and say, this is the gospel, like it's all these different parts and i guess for me meaning um when you went through that and if the world just knew mm-hmm. meaning like if they just existed to glorify god like that was impactful for me cuz it, it makes mm-hmm. me look at people differently and just to be able to pour that into them and show them like your job your existence isn't to make your boss happy to make as much money as you can you simply just need to exist and glorify him, mm-hmm. a creator that loves you. And mm-hmm. to me, that was that was just um, refreshing and a huge eye-opener mm-hmm. um, to help spread that, that news.
0: Amen. 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 Jamie.
1: For me, uh, freedom stuck out uh, as it, within this question. I think about growing up, I think I felt like uh, my identity and my achievement was heavily relied and my sense of worth was re- uh, relied on my performance, uh, my following the rules or achievements that I was in and fitting this. Um, Expectation that was placed on me within uh, relationships, and I just really have found as I've grown in my faith and relationship with Christ that freedom, like within the gospel, like so so much is around us is telling us like you do you (laughs) have freedom and like do you know do what you need and um, and also then it's also the tug of war of making a choice but then feeling the consequences of that choice, even though it's of you know life created a consequence or just an internal yuck that sometimes sits and one thing i've just have found in our marriage and with our kids and our parenting and and my day to day like that the freedom within the boundaries of the gospel mm-hmm. to love others and love god like if i can do those two things i am succeeding i am achieving i am doing what the lord wants me to do versus I'm doing what's expected of me, I'm performing in a certain way, I look a certain way in a situation, Um, because those things are not always um, attractive to, I feel like, society or culture, or um, encouraged that, you know, like I said, back to the, you do you, or what's right for you, Um, but constantly trying, I feel like, as I've grown in our marriage, and with our family, and as, my, as an individual in my faith that I'm just trying to be more reflective and, the, and resting, and if I can do those two things of loving God and loving others and see things, my choices, um, our family values, um, things that we choose to do through those two things, I feel like then we're winning. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, amen. amen. Thanks, Jamie.
0: All right, I'll share. I'll share one final one for me uh, right now. Uh, the origin one, it always sticks out to me, and Sarah preached on this, but how our origin story and the fact that we're created in the image of God, it, it establishes our identity. Uh, so we have this identity in Christ that we are created in God's image that can never be taken from us, and then we have not only that, but the new identity in Christ that we're made new in Jesus, that we're a new creation in Christ. Uh, He is making us new as he is making all things new. Uh, For me in my life, when I was younger, I put my identity in basketball, which is the stupidest thing in the world to put your identity in, right? But it was what I was good at. And so I put my identity in that until I realized that I wasn't all that good anymore. And it wasn't going to carry me into, uh, it wasn't even going to be a career for me. And then what happened is my life came, my identity came crashing down when that came crashing down. And now I had to re- rebuild who am I. And when I did, I remember writing it on my phone that I am, or my identity, I just wrote identity so that it would remind me that I am created in the image of God, that I am in Christ, that I am new in Christ. Um, so especially, I'm just, I'm just saying that for the young guys in here too, for the young kids, who you guys tend to put, it can be so easy to put your identity in what you're good at. It can be so easy to put your identity in pleasing other people or making, making others happy with you and your behavior. But it'll save, it'll save you a lot of heartache. It'll save you a lot of pain and suffering if you put your identity in Christ at an early age and start to establish yourself in him securely. Because he will always love you. He will never change. When everything else in the world changes, <laughs> he doesn't. His love for you remains. He'll never leave us or forsake us. So let's pray, and then we're going to stand and sing together, and we're going to take communion in a little bit. Father God, Lord, just thank you for the gospel. Thank you for your story of redemption that, Lord, you have satisfied all of our deepest longings in this beautiful, glorious, wonderful story. And Jesus, this isn't just some pie in the sky, philosophy. You came. As we're going to celebrate in Christmas, you were incarnated. You lived. You walked among us. You physically died on a cross. You physically rose from the dead for people to see. So Lord, our hope is in something real. Our salvation is in what is real, what is true. And therefore, Lord, you give us identity, meaning, purpose destiny all of it Lord is rooted and sourced in you so we thank you for fulfilling us for giving us fullness of life in Jesus and Lord we look for nothing we look for fullness of life in nothing or no one else but in you because only you satisfy so Lord Jesus it's in your name we pray and it is a privilege to just worship you to glorify you together in community so Lord would you be honored